Well, welcome to this edition of Under the Hood, Chariots for Hope. We're excited to be with you today. My name is Michelle Hurt, and I'm Jason Hurt. We are the co-founders of Chariots for Hope, and today we want to share with you the story of Chariots for Hope. How did we get here? What was the, the heart and the passion driving Chariots? And so... That's what we're going to share with you today as we get under the hood. Yes, stories. That's what this is all about. And so I know Michelle has a story and I have a story. And so we're going to dive right in. Uh, we hope that this encourages you. Yes. Uh, we are celebrating huge achievement, huge milestone this year, celebrating 10 years of uh, Chariots for Hope. Crazy. And so we thought it'd be a good idea just to kind of sit down and talk a little bit about uh, the story and um, how we got to Chariots. Uh, where where we're at, where we where we've been, and where we're going, mm. and so before we do that, let's just dive in talking about stories. One of the things that I know me and Michelle love most about ministry yes. is to be able to sit down with ministry leaders and just hear how God's working in and through their ministry and their personal testimonies. And so, Michelle, I know you have one. Yes, uh, you have an amazing <laughs> testimony, as we all do. And so, let's just start there. Just tell us a little bit about your journey and your testimony. Yeah. So. I actually grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and so I grew up in a lovely, loving home, um, middle-class family in St. Louis, Missouri, and my mom and dad were married 53 years with a brother mm. and sister, and so lived in a great, great life, grew up in a Christian home. I accepted Jesus when I was eight years old, um, had that whole concept of knowing Jesus and loving Jesus at eight and got baptized. Quickly, though, I found a 13, uh, boys, 13. alcohol. <laughs> you, you didn't waste any time. I didn't waste any time. Sorry, babe. Um, but no, I found attention from boys and then alcohol and drugs. And mm. I was one of those kids back then that had ADD. And ADD back then wasn't as prevalent as it is today. So I struggled mm. with a lot of education, a lot of things in school. Um, but anyway, from 13 to 19, I kind of led this double life. I called myself a Christian. I went to church on Saturday, Sunday. I went to youth group on Wednesday. Mm. This is before cell phones. So yeah. mom and dad. Um, Beepers? Would, Did you have a beeper? I, I didn't have a beeper back okay. then. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just really easy to just be like, hey, mom, I'm sleeping here. I'm going there. There was really no follow through. It was just my word. And, um, so yeah, just kind of gotten engulfed with drugs and alcohol and made some really bad choices and labor day after I graduated high school, labor day, 1991, mm. I chose to drink for 12 hours and thought I could drive. Well, that was a big mistake. Mm. And I got into a really life threatening car accident yep. and I should not be here today, but by the grace of God, he saved me. Amen. I do have a permanent scar and to my hand. Um, so we joke in the family and I tell the kids and, you know, Jason and I kind of giggle about it, but yeah, I have this like claw with my hand. My fingers don't bend all the way. So I'm reminded daily of my addiction and what it does mm. it pretty much almost took my life. So, um, yeah, January, 1992, my parents, after being kicked out of the house and couch hopping and all those things, um, my life got worse and then entered rehab in January 17th, 1992. 
And I thought I would do this 30-day stint in the program, and I lost two friends two weeks into it. Mm. And that's kind of my come-to-Jesus moment. I thought, wait a minute. God has bigger plans for me. I better take this program seriously, the 12-step program. Mm. And so, yeah. January 17th, 1992 was the last day that I drank. And today, January, that, that's just, just recently you just celebrated. Just recently, I celebrated 32 years sobriety. Yeah. Wow. That's um, impressive. I truly believe that Jesus has completely healed me. He's taken mm. that addiction away. Amen. And so that's kind of the backstory of me. Um, by the grace of God, after a horrible relationship for three years, I waited patiently as I was single for two years. And lo and behold, mm. I meet this gorgeous, tall drink of water sitting next to me. At a wedding, at a wedding, at all places. I thought at a you were about to say someone else before me. <laughs> no. I met Jason in 1997, 96, mm. something like that. Um, When's our anniversary? Well, October 16th, 1998. Well, all right, just checking. Are, are you really? Struggling. You're going to ask me that question? Yeah, because. Oh, I'm anyway, smart. this dude. I ask you before you ask dude, me. This dude, we fell in love fast. Three months later, we were engaged. Nine months later, we were married. And this last year, we celebrated 25 years of marriage. Thank you, Jesus. 25. Go. Let's on. go. Um, mm. Has it been easy? Of course not. Um, would I want to have it with anybody else? Mm. Absolutely not. So in that marriage, we have two beautiful children. Mm -hmm. uh, Riley, she's 20, and Gavin's 15. And we have the cutest puppy in the entire world. Harley David, he's three years old. So that's kind of my little story. And then during that time, I became a corporate stay-at-home wife as mm. Jason climbed the corporate ladder in his his journey. Mm. And so we can kind of talk about how he got to chariots in a little bit in Omaha, but I guess now I'm going to turn it back to you. Yeah. My, oh, wow. <laughs> it's quite a quite a story. I know that I've lived it. I've experienced it. Uh, and I am. I'm super proud of you. That's uh, uh, your story and the battles and the challenges that mm -hmm. you went through have impacted many people that we've served and a lot of people in your family and friends. And so uh, that's impressive, babe. Thank uh, you. Yeah, like you, I have a story too. So for me, uh, it's definitely doesn't involve drugs and alcohol, but I grew up like Michelle. I grew up in a very loving and amazing family, Christian, Christ-centered family. Uh, my dad was very successful in the business world. He was a CEO of a bank. And so that's just what I wanted to do. I just kind of lived under that and wanted to become uh, a very successful businessman like my dad. So I worked extremely hard uh, to do that and yes, uh, ended up uh, just really becoming my idol, becoming my God, becoming my addiction was success and climbing up the corporate ladder. And so right after uh, college, uh, that's what I did. I focused. I actually went to uh, Chicago and was able to work with the White Sox, which was super cool, and worked with them for a while and actually was part of the Washington Bullets, those NBA <laughs> fans out there. Uh, You're dating yourself, Who by the knew way. the Bullets when they were the Bullets. <laughs> uh, I was part of that team that uh, helped create a new name, a new name for the Bullets, which is now the Washington Wizards. So anyway, just was really in the sports world. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to become Jerry Maguire, one of my favorite movies <laughs> ever. 
Uh, I wanted to become a sports agent, so I went and uh, went to school, got my sports administration degree. And then uh, after college, I started working in the sports world. But like I said, I just really ultimately wanted to be successful in business, transferred over to the corporate world, and then started climbing up the ladder, like Michelle said, just hard and fast. That led us to uh, Chicago. Or I lived in Chicago, but led us to St. Louis, uh, Alabama, Atlanta, New York. And it was in New York where I had my come to Jesus moment. Uh, we were working the biggest hurricane uh, in our company history. I worked for an insurance uh, company and just really started just questioning, like, what am I doing? What, why, who am I? Do I really have a relationship with, with Christ? Because I grew up in a Christian family and realized then that I didn't. It was just all fake and phony. Um, that it wasn't a real relationship. And so I just surrendered in that moment saying, God, use me. Um, I don't know. The further up the ladder that I climbed, the more miserable I became. Yeah. Uh, was just at the pinnacle of my career. You know, was making a lot of money, had a very powerful job, but was miserable. And so just at that point said, God, use me. Now, you know what they say, be careful what you ask for. That's for real. That's um, like legit for our story. <laughs> I do think that one of the biggest mission fields out there is Corporate USA. Yes. So I thought that I was going to stay right where I was and just start becoming more bold in my faith, but that's not what God planned uh, for us. And so that whole transition, which is a long story that we'll say for another day, but that is what led us from New York mm-hmm. to Omaha. Omaha. Wow. Yeah, Omaha. So Back to the middle of the country. When I came to you and asked you in New York, Mm -hmm. we're living our best life, right? I mean, we really were. We really were. I was a stay-at-home mom. I got to be home with the kids, finding my identity, too, as a corporate stay-at-home wife and doing all the things, the PTO things and working out every day and just all the blessings that come along with staying home. But actually, probably one of the hardest things to do was staying home, trying to find my identity in Michelle and not just Jason's wife or Riley and Gavin's mom. So that was a transition for me, too. But yeah, but when I came to you and said, you know, that, hey, look, I think God's calling us, right? This new, f- newfound faith. I was excited. I was ready to serve him. <laughs> I was uh, all in at that point. And Michelle was still trying to kind of grasp that because she like, well, I thought I married a Christian. Yeah, I was I a thought, little, I was a little, I was a little peeved. Uh, I was a little but annoyed. It was just, like I said, it was for show. It was almost by, well, my parents are Christian. So I am, I grew up in a Christian home. So that means that I'm also a Christian. And like I said, God, by the grace of God, opened my eyes to, to who I really was and who I was serving, which wasn't mm-hmm. him. It was my job and my money. It became an idol. And so as we're processing and praying and saying, God, use us, take us wherever you want, um, that's what led us to Omaha and a potential franchise at that time was Christian Brothers Automotive. And so uh, there was an opportunity in Omaha. I went to Michelle and I said, hey, I think God's calling us to Omaha. What do you think? What did you say? Um... I don't know the exact words that I said, but I was like, are you sure? Like, yeah. Omaha. Well, actually it was more of, did you just say an automotive shop? Like automotive shop, like cars, turning wrenches, like you can't change oil. I don't know how to change a tire. Like, how are you supposed to run an automotive shop kind of thing? What I remember is she looked at me and said, Omaha, never. (laughs) She said, I am not going to Omaha. Well, I mean, because I thought it was corn. I really did. I was really clueless. But there's corn here. But there's there is also... corn here. Um... So anyway, we come here. Actually, I remember flying down here. We're in the thick of Hurricane Sandy, which I was responsible for. We were the largest insurance company 
in New York, uh, responsible to manage that hurricane. And so I broke free for literally a day or two, came to Omaha. We walked the grounds. It was awesome. Uh, when uh, Christian Brothers said that if you want to get into this franchise business with us, we have one opportunity. It's in Omaha. Um, that somebody, wasn't going to take two years. That wasn't going to take two years. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, normally the process with Christian Brothers is two years. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to wait, right? It's on my own time, not God's. <laughs> uh, but uh, fortunately, there was someone that purchased the franchise that mm-hmm. backed out yep. um, right in the middle. And so there's only six months left of the process. So we're like, oh, okay, now it's only six months instead of a two-year process. So that's why we flew down here. We walked the grounds. I remember us praying over oh, the grounds. we walked the grounds and prayed. And we just and had that supernatural peace. Like, crazy. yeah, this is it. This is where we're supposed to be. We don't understand exactly everything, but we do know that we're supposed to come here, take over this franchise, and launch it. So that's what led us to Omaha. That's 2014 us- or 13? 13. 13. So we said yes, April 2013 is when you left the corporate job. Yep. We moved to Omaha June 2013. And then we had a six months period. Sabbatical, we call it. It was. It was almost like this like. Just a rest. A little glimpse of what retirement might like be. I don't know. Yeah. I always tell everybody we kind of fell back in love. And Jason, it really just showed how married he was to his corporate job. Not mm. that he wasn't present in our home, but mm-hmm. he really was. Um, so consumed with his his role and his title and he should be it was a very very big role um in new york so anyway Hmm. we got here our doors opened december December 2013 we didn't know a soul here okay a soul (laughs) here we are uh, the franchise is not even known in the state of nebraska it's huge in the south but we opened the doors and i remember sitting down with some some local, we immediately got connected. I did with CBMC, mm-hmm. was able to connect with some godly men, but even they were like, what are you doing at an automotive shop? Like, <laughs> this is a good old boy system. I'm not sure you're going to survive here. Yeah. And so that and was, it was very, a really high end. That was very shop. encouraging right out the gate. Yeah. So, uh, CBMC guys, you know who you are. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but no, they spoke truth. They were just trying to be encouraging, but truthful. So anyway, we get here, Christian brothers. And so we're like, we're in, this is exactly what God has us to do. And so we just hit the uh, ground running hard. Like we were in the networking world. We, we started going out, getting plugged into certain networking groups and promoting Christian brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that promoting was fun. oil changes. I was just trying to get everybody in the door, yeah. just experience Christian brothers. Right. It was just Oil changes, break jobs. 1999, you get an oil change. Come on. <laughs> Just come in and talk to Jason and Michelle. Yeah, it was. And this remind you, I had not worked in almost 14 years, yes. almost 13 years. I well, had, you did work. Well, you just, it was just a different kind of work. But right. being out marketing a business, never. Um, mm-hmm. Automotive shop, you know, cleaning automotive floors and dealing with all technicians. It was a, you know. But building relationships, oh, you do so that beautiful. like the best. So you did that obviously through PTO and a lot of other sources. But we get here, we open up Christian Brothers, uh, December 2013. Mm-hmm. And we're in it. Like we're in it. Yes, it's hard. We've built some relationships. Customers are coming in through, mm-hmm. you know, coming through our doors. I remember the first one. I think we actually threw we a celebration. A yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. we took a we picture. We threw a party. We <laughs> we actually have a customer. Okay, this is awesome. It's really happening. So coming through our doors, we're seeing some good growth. We're seeing some momentum right out the gate from 
the fruit of networking mm-hmm. uh, the last six months. And so that was encouraging. And I don't know, I think it was about the six month mark when I came to you. Six or three. I don't know. It was yeah, very it was early in the early journey. Where I came to you and I had this heavy burden, like we're supposed to be doing more. Like God's given us these resources and it is a franchise. Remember, I just, just found my real faith, my real relationship with Christ. And so I wanted to go ahead and share that. And so this franchise is a faith-based franchise. And so we started, you know, we were excited that we were able to go ahead and obviously put my business skills to work, but share the gospel. It was great. And so right immediately, like you said, three, six months into it, man, we're supposed to do more. Like God's given us these resources. I think we're supposed to use these resources in a bigger way. And right now we don't know exactly what that is, but we're going to help single moms because we were getting a lot of single moms. Yeah, we were getting single moms coming through the door. We were recognizing too, living in such large cities, that transportation was a major issue here. Like we both even commented on how do people get around here? Like if it's not a car, where the bus system here is nothing like in Atlanta, nothing like in New York. You just very difficult. And so Jason said, he said, how can we, how can we love people, serve the community and then show the love of Christ in this community? And I'm just like, uh, time out there slick or, you know, I know that's your fate. You don't like me. Yeah. Slick. (laughs) Time out, Jason. Time out. We don't know a soul here. We just opened a for profit business and now you want to help serve the community. And, uh, so yeah, Yeah. I kind of thought you were a little crazy. Yeah, so I know, but we did it. People were coming through, and Mm -hmm. we were definitely helping folks that came in, uh, realized that there was more damage to their car uh, than they thought, and so we were helping them um, uh, with repairs, you know, single Mm -hmm. moms. Yeah. Okay, it was a ministry on the side, and so that absolutely started to grow within our hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, We started really feeling the call of ministry and maybe doing this more than just on the side Mm -hmm. as a side hustle. And so I would say probably just a few months after that initial, like we're supposed to do more that we really like, is this something that we're supposed to do full time? Hmm. And we wrestled with that at that point, we went back and forth and we prayed and we sought godly counsel and we were never for at least a year after that moment, we were never at complete peace together. Never. And so we knew that until our God is not a God of confusion. And so if there's confusion in the decision, then he's not in it. And so we just sat and there were, there were times where I was very peaceful and knew that, yeah, we're supposed to do this. And then there was times you were, but never together for that first or for that next 12 months. Correct. And then we got to the point where, okay, we both got to the point where this is it. We're both at peace. We are supposed to walk away. Did talk about didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And, and at this point it was, we dubbed it chariots for hope. You had gotten the 501 C three. We had a, it was, yeah, we had a logo. <laughs> we had a, a very, bill. It wasn't, you know, you're, you, you took it to the next level, but this gentleman that was in yeah, school, he, he, he did was a great awesome. Job. He did a good job for the first we logo. Did. We, we did a, a launch, a soft launch and God was bringing crazy, amazing people through the doors to become our board. I mean, all of it yeah, was starting, really birthed out of charity. But we had no supporters. We did have a few board members, but this is the cool part of the story where, then I really give you a lot of credit because we go back and forth. We come together. We ha- we're at peace mm-hmm. and we call up Christian brothers because they're a faith-based organization. We're all excited to say God's calling us into ministry. Oh, we're so excited. Yeah. And so we tell them, right. And uh, they they look at us. We're actually, they didn't look at us on the phone, on the phone. They <laughs> said, well, Jason, that's a cute story, but um, yeah, you still have a business that you're going to have to manage or sell. 
And, and you can imagine being part of a faith-based, to their credit, mm-hmm. being part of a faith-based organization. They probably get Oh told my gosh, all the time. Oh, oh we're being God's led. calling me to go into ministry. <laughs> and so they were probably like very skeptical at that point I'm that sure. anybody that didn't want to be there or maybe wasn't super <laughs> successful, that God was calling them into another. But for us, that we knew that was it. And so we knew, we stood mm. our ground. We said, hey, we hear you. That's fine. We're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to trust that God will open the door at the right time. We went back and we continued to hit it. I mean, like we weren't, the door wasn't opened yet because we were going to lose about a hundred thousand dollars. We were that, that is huge. That was a huge piece. So for about two months, we put chariots on hold and yeah. we really felt compelled Just, to, God, you need to, you need to, to really do Christian brothers. And so we right. put it on pause and two months go by and we received a phone call from Christian brothers they, and I'll let you share that part of the story because I still get emotional thinking about it. It's very emotional. So we just really didn't know how, <clears throat> you know, like, God, you want, you're calling us to ministry. We know it's crazy. Like, I left this corporate job that was the best of the best that would have provided for my family and my kids and their kids forever. You call us out of that. We come to Omaha where we didn't know anyone. Uh, we open up this business, which our people are already going, what are you doing to your family? And then a year and a half later, we're leaving that to start a ministry that n- no supporters, no checks, no. And neither one of us have done nonprofit. I mean, there's just so many nevers that were in this story that are just so woven well, and, and through now, it. And now we're facing this huge mountain like, oh, wait a minute. We thought that they were just going to be on board and say go. And they didn't say that. And so it's like, that's fine. If we lose a hundred thousand, we lose a hundred thousand because we know our God is in this. And so yes. they called us two months later, they've been watching us and saying, we know now that God is in this just through what we've been posting and kind of some activity that's been going on. And we prayed as an organization and we're going to let you walk debt free. So that's ridiculous. Like we both, I remember <clears throat> getting on our knees and just crying and just thanking God. It was a pretty cool moment. Like, who does that? Like, at that point, you know that God's in it. Thank you so much for listening to the Under the Hood podcast. We just wanted to take a quick second to communicate something that is at the heart and center of our organization, and that is the gospel of Jesus. We are a ministry before we are a business, organization, nonprofit, everything. We remove transportation barriers to demonstrate God's love. And God's love to us is that while we were all sinners, all of us, every single one of us, born into sin, desperate in need of a Savior, God sent His only Son because He so loved the world. That means me. That means you listening to this podcast and everybody else as well. If you've sensed that there's something missing in your life, and I know that I have, and we all at Chariots for Hope know that we have as well, we encourage you, get to know who Jesus is. Not just as this religious figure that maybe a lot of people have communicated to you over time that he might be, but really as a father, a friend, and a savior ultimately. Salvation costs nothing. Jesus is for you. He wants a relationship with you, and he wants to start today. If you have questions or if you want to know more, if you're interested even a little bit, we would like for you to reach out to us. Thanks for listening to me for a second. Now back to the podcast. So after that, this is also where I give you a lot of credit. So we're excited now. We're thinking, awesome. They're going to, oh God, this, thank you for that encouragement. We're in it. We still thought it may be another, you know, six months to prepare right but they said oh yeah now also we're gonna let you walk debt free (laughs) but we're bringing somebody up in like two or three weeks to take over 
So yeah. basically saying you're, you're not going to have a job in two or three weeks. Yeah. So there's, you know, absolutely. We appreciate it. But like all of a sudden, and I immediately, it was my Peter moment, right? Where you're in the boat, you're looking at Jesus. We're getting out. We're stepping out now, Lord. Thank you. And then when I hear that, oh, you're not going to have a paycheck in two or three weeks. I look down at the water instead of from Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. But we like were started all in. getting, we yeah, were, we're in, and in, we were doing it, but we started getting, I did, started getting nervous. And it's like, okay, so what did I do? I immediately go out going, okay, until God you give us and provide through chariots, I'm going to go out and get a, a job. Okay, not, not a bad idea, but that's not what God called us to do. Mm. He called us to be all in, to walk. Yeah. And so as I'm out there doing that, you know. It's like we're not getting any money coming in. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. And I remember you coming to me going, God just pulled us and gave us an opportunity and opened up a door for us to walk from Christian Brothers debt-free. And now you're trying to walk right back into another career. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of faith. Smack right across the face. (laughs) And really, God spoke to me through you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Like, I'm trying to take control again. I'm trying to to serve the idol that I've been serving for so many years, which is money and success and just, you know, and it's, it's a good thing, right? Coming from just, I would say from a fleshly perspective, but that's not what God called us to do. He called us to walk out and that he would provide and that we're all in this ministry. And so I quit that job that day. You did. Came back and long story short, we didn't collect a paycheck for two years, but God provided It was the most frightening, but yet the most freeing thing as just us as a couple and drawing closer together, drawing closer to Christ. You know, our kids were young, but our daughter was old enough to understand what was going on. What a witness it was to Riley. Um, our family was freaking out. We were told we were crazy from a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of naysayers didn't believe they, you know, Jason lost his mind, corporate to franchise to non-profit. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you, though, that this was truly an act of obedience on our side and for us and our story, because Mm. we felt that if we weren't obedient, that there might have been consequences on the other side. Sure, we were more fearful of not being obedient in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, and And I do believe God honored that. And so... You know, here we are. I'm back in. You're back in. No, we're not collecting a paycheck, but God is providing. And one of the ways that he told us, you know, really felt uh, compelled to do is to write a missionary letter that, hey, let, let people know, your friends and your family, that God's calling you into this ministry. So I got really excited about that, going, yeah, I'm excited to share. I'm excited to bring some people into the, within this journey. And so we did that. Wrote a letter, just poured our heart out. <laughs> like, man, it was tough, but it's like it poured our heart out. Talk about really stripping this guy's pride and yeah. ego. and Because people would come to us and ask for money. Yeah, and now, now the I'm card asking, flipped, and now we're asking people to support us. It's very hard to get to that point to write that letter because yes. Of, of pride and humility, but mm-hmm. that was, that was not, yeah, that was a one way, one method that God did strip me of mm-hmm. that, you know, to got me into a posture of humility. And so we're there and we send it out. We're like, okay, awesome. This is great. <laughs> I got bills coming up. This is going to be awesome. And then crickets, crickets, like nothing, zero, like <laughs> nobody's responding. And oh my gosh, I think like, what's going on here? Like, well, think about it too. This is, you know, what do you mean cars in Jesus? What is this chariots for hope? Like you want to share the gospel by giving somebody a car? Like, are you guys Oprah? What are you doing? Well, we sent that letter to a lot of people that, you know, a lot of our friends, good friends Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, don't have a relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. too. So that was Mm -hmm. kind of a bold move where it's like, Hey, 
you know, let God move and, and work through that. And so yeah. we got nothing right out the gate. No. And so that was again but guess another... what we kept doing though? Yes. Cars were still coming in. We were we were hustling and shuffling cars out of our own driveway. Still At the doing time it. there were nine cars in our driveway. We were detailing them. I mean, he and I were still blessing people and providing transportation. Just trusting. Just trusting. Yeah. yeah. And I did, you know, again, you know, God. It's so that, that Romans verse that in all things, God works together for their good. So for all those years, yes, I was serving an mm-hmm. idol and, and that, and it was money and, and that was my God. And so we were able to establish the savings. And so, you know, how we basically were able to provide for some of those two years was our savings, mm-hmm. but it was cool to see that God was taking away that idol. You know, I like I had this nice savings and that's how we're living and it's going and it's, and it's going. decreasing and it's like right in front of my eyes. But it's like we didn't care. Like Mm-mm. at that point, we we're all sold out. No, the money didn't come through the letter at first. Eventually, yeah, mm-hmm. we did definitely had a handful. God eventually said, OK, my timing's perfect, not yours. I'll provide when I'm ready. He did. And so here we are now. We've got, you know, enough money coming in that we can pay some of the bills. We're using our savings. We're all in. We're still you know, blessing, like you said, people right out the gate. And so now fast forward 10 years later, right? As I'm reflecting back on, wow, Lord, like me and you constantly over the last several weeks have just been giving God the glory for using us in this ministry in a mighty way. And so, so much has happened over the last 10 years. I was just uh, starting to get ready for the annual report and just looking at Mm. some numbers. And I'm like, We've been able to serve almost 4,000 people through one of our programs and services, right? Amazing. Gospel seeds, the most important thing. We've been able to share the gospel and demonstrate God's love to almost 3,800 people, right? Um, Rich. Uh, We've been able to see a lot of those seeds grow when people come to say yes to Jesus. And so that's amazing. We've been able to go ahead and award over 600 people. Uh, with an automobile Mm -hmm. that has absolutely catapulted them to the next level in life and being able to sustain it and provide for their family. Um, And so there's just crazy. And then I remember our first full year, we raised $31,000. And this last year through tough times, you know, we ended up at $1.2 million. And so just looking at that growth and looking at all the impact over the 10 years because a couple of ordinary people said yes to Jesus, uh, if that can happen to us, that can happen to anybody. Anybody. Yeah, for sure. And so it's been pretty amazing to to sit back and to do it with my best friend. <sighs> cool, babe. So just thank just thank God for what he's done. So going forward. When you look back, not going forward yet, but when you reflect back, right, you're seeing some of the numbers and there's so many more to rejoice and celebrate, but the numbers are great. But to get a little bit more deeper and personal, like, you know, I'll ask you, like, as you reflect back on the last 10 years, <laughs> what, what comes to mind? Uh, it's the stories. Um, I'm trying to get myself together. Thanks a lot, Jason. <laughs> Everybody knows me. I'm a crier. Um, no, I wasn't until I got into ministry. <laughs> I know it really does. It really does wreck you. Okay. Just get ready when you say yes, how God can use you. Um, so anyway, the stories, it's the stories, it's the people we serve. It is mm-hmm. 
the community partners, the donors, the volunteers, like it doesn't matter at what capacity. I mean, everybody we talk about has a story mm-hmm. and I am just so, we are so blessed to be, you know, able to be a part of this story for the people we serve, mm-hmm. for our community partners, our donors, like, but by far it's, it's the women and the men that we serve and the families that the lives change. Yes. People say, Oh my gosh, Michelle, it's just a car. It is so much more when you get to witness a mom getting their kids back mm. or reunifying with their family, the reunification and the restoration and just the confidence and the freedom that that car can give that mom. And mm-hmm. and then when you see somebody that we blessed seven, eight years ago, they're smashing it today. They are this strong woman with a great job that have their children, that bought mm-hmm. a house, that got a new car, that, I mean, it is endless when I tell you the stories. And as somebody out in the community and community development and all those kinds of things that for me is really truly the secret sauce to chariots for hope it's the stories um and it goes just deeper than the people we serve yeah 100 percent. the stories are what motivates us and you know you look at the recipients and god has blessed us to serve Mm. some some amazing men and women in this ministry and and then i look on the other side too and there's been some donors that have been with us from day one uh, donors, volunteers, supporters, community partners. And uh, I just remember, I mean, a big part of our story is, is living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I mean, yes, God, I just shared some numbers God has provided, but as we've grown and we've grown our budget, our expenses have grown. And mm-hmm. so it's always been kind of a battle to, to go out there and fight for funds. Mm-hmm. And so to have individuals uh, come alongside us, uh, and step up and have ministered to us oh, it's been uh, through huge. their giving and their generous hearts. And you know who you are. <laughs> wow. Like that's, that's touched me mm-hmm. to be able to sit there and say, you know, cause I remember when I was serving, you know, my little God money, I would have never done that. Like never. And so to, to see people on the other side going, Hey, look, we want to invest in the kingdom through hard work and through what God's blessed us has ministered, I know, to both of us. And so just so many amazing stories and impact on both sides, the people we serve and the people that are supporting Supporting us. And so it's been pretty wonderful. Um, As we, as we reflect and as we move forward now, the next 10, right? So (laughs) we're going to trust that there's a next 10, but we don't know. I mean, God's in control. But I will say this, talking a little bit about just moving forward in the future, uh, God has provided um, uh, some big visions and some big Mm. plans um, uh, for chariots. Uh, I will say this right now in 24, uh, we want to celebrate. We want to celebrate 10 years. We want to celebrate the amazing people that we get to serve, the amazing partners and the volunteers. Um, We're going to- And the staff. Oh, my Lanta, the staff. um, By far, like- and again, I think it's part of the process. We've Gosh. had some amazing people work for us. I, but Incredible. We just have a unity and a staff right now that um, we we wouldn't be here without them. No, so. we, no way possible could we do it without them. Um, yep. it, there, it Just to let everybody know, every single Monday morning we are together roundtabling. Mm. 
we are, there's so much power on those Monday mornings as we really come to Christ and we spend 45 minutes in prayer as a team. And for those who don't know that donors, community partners, recipients, I mean, we are lifting everybody up that is helping run this machine and Mm. coming together with a staff that is unified. There's nothing like it. And I'm just so grateful for that. And so, yeah, they're all in for, you know, we talk about year 10 and this is a big year. We never thought we would even get to Huge, this. Yeah. And so Huge celebration, to yeah. have them along our side at this year is just incredible. Yeah, it's pretty special. So it's going to be a fun year. We're going to really highlight throughout the year. We'll go deep into some visions for the next 10 throughout the year. But, you know, overall, this is what I'm excited about. We've got kind of two big things that God's laid on our heart. We'll just see if he continues to open the, uh, open up the door. But, um, you know, we've built, built this affiliate program, mm-hmm. right, that allows um, us to, to take this ministry into other cities. Yes. Uh, there's so many other cities that don't have this type of ministry. Correct. And transportation is huge. And so we're excited about that, uh, the model that God's laid out. Um, and so we're trusting and praying into that, that there's going to be some growth on that end. Um, and then also we're talking about a shuttle program. And so we've been talking about that, but that's definitely something that God has not taken off the table, No, uh, kind of like an Uber for nonprofits. And so I think there could be a lot of ministry, um, that can be done through that type of program. Mm -hmm. But right now for 24, we've got six amazing programs. (laughs) Uh, we're not, we're not planning on uh, touching or adding or just planning on building up and developing them and making them even more valuable. Uh, to the Omaha community and the other communities that we serve, Lincoln. Um, And so we do have our first affiliate program. That's now been a year and a half across Wisconsin. Uh, We're talking about separating Omaha and Lincoln. So there's great vision and great Mm -hmm. plans for Omaha that I know I'm excited, you're excited about. We'll get into more details later, but we will say this, that at the end of the day, God's in control. Um, you know, whether God decides to shut us down in six months or let us operate for another 10, we serve him. Amen. Uh, and so we follow him. And so it's been, it's been tough. I will say this as we kind of bring this to a close, um, that, uh, even though that God is growing this, we have a lot of needs more than we've ever have been facing mm-hmm. since this ministry. And so, you know, if it is on your heart and you connect with this mission, now's the time that we need you more than ever. Yes. Uh, we're entering into a time that um, uh, there's certainly folks out there uh, that are faith friendly and some foundations and a lot of individuals. And, and that's amazing. But we're seeing more and mo- more that it's tough to raise funds if you don't compromise Christ. And we will not compromise Christ. Never have, um, never will. If, you know, I would rather shut my doors down tomorrow mm. uh, than take Jesus out of this mission. And so we won't do that. No. And so as a result, um, we are asking and trusting that God will continue to rise up more kingdom builders uh, that believe in this mission that can kind of provide and support, um, yeah, support chariots. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's an exciting place to be. Yeah. To really, truly leaning to his to will. And yeah, and full reliance on him. Yeah. It has stretched us tremendously. Yeah. I mean. But we're not, we're not here. Michelle just did an amazing presentation. She was a keynote here in <laughs> Omaha to, um, uh, at, this, uh, at this women's conference. And one of uh, her, her theme was four nevers. <laughs> and one of the never was never compromise. Never compromise. And we do. We give all the glory. Like, had we taken out? 
We've made some mistakes. We are not perfect. But one of the things that I believe that we collectively as a team have done is keep Christ the center of this organization. Amen. And had we not done that, uh, our doors would have been shut down multiple times years ago. Yeah. And so that's the thing that we stand on is Christ and Christ alone. Amen. So where are we going after this, babe? <laughs> As far as like today or chariots or just just where do you see wherever I go, babe? I'm where do just, you see the next ten for chariots? I'm just with you. That's it. I'm with you, babe. Okay. I follow you. I follow Jesus and follow Jason. No. Um, where do I see? We got it? more ministry. There's so much more ministry. There's so many people that need to hear the gospel. There's no, we are not the church, but God has called us to be a seed planting ministry. And, you know, mm. um, he's given us this great tool, which is a tangible piece. It's a vehicle and that's yeah. very needed here in the Midwest. And so, yes. um, yeah, Omaha, we are still, there's so much growth here to happen and mm. so many people that we were excited to meet both community partner, volunteer, recipient, mm. all of it. We love you all. Um, we really couldn't do it without you. Thank you for taking some time to listen to yeah, me and Michelle. Yeah, just to hear our heart. And... To hear our heart. Small, small part of the story, um, but, uh, but, but a big part. And so thank you for, like I said, for your time, for your resources, for your, for your support. Um, we just can't, we can't do it without you. And so we love you. Uh, babe, I love you. Love our staff. I'm excited for 24. I am. And so we celebrate 10 years, but we celebrate, most importantly, Jesus Christ and what he's done on that cross. Amen. Amen. Love you, Jay. All right. Love you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Chariots for Hope Under the Hood podcast. If you were inspired by this story and you would like to learn how you could be a part of demonstrating God's love by removing transportation barriers, we can't encourage you enough to go to our website at chariotsforhope.org. Thanks for listening again, and God bless you.